if, if I take a case of uh, artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. So it is, as you know, it is for any manual repeat work. Yeah. So artificial intelligence can be used over there. So if yeah. I take a case of uh, uh, like a predictive uh, demand planning, this is the place where you can use artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. And it will automatically give you all the information and it will provide all the information to plant. Mm -hmm. The second is in a procurement uh, like PR to PO. So, so what we call is a, as a strategic sourcing versus, versus tactical sourcing where you don't need much. Uh, its amount is also less. You have to do it by one time. So you take a quotation, look into a little bit of a comparison and put it into PR. Uh, right. PR and, so these things, a lot of organization has streamlined. Mm -hmm. You don't need anyone. Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. If you are new to our channel, please consider subscribing it and hit the bell icon so that you never miss an update. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted and privileged to welcome a very, very senior pharmaceutical industry professional, Mr. Tishay Sharma from Tiva, India. Tishay, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Ashutosh. It's, it's my privilege to join uh, this, this podcast. Uh, so I have seen a couple of uh, your videos and you are really meeting a lot of interesting topics, discussing uh, with a lot of uh, people. So I really, really like that uh, this uh, show very much. Thank you very much. Uh, Tishe is the head APAC for procurement and the senior director of procurement for Tiva India. And in his earlier avatar, he has spent time uh, as a senior professional with Mars Wrigley, with GSK, DuPont, and others. So Tisha, as I mentioned to you uh, while we were speaking, this is a uh, an interview or a ch conversation on supply chain, which we, I think has not been given the importance it deserves across the whole world. And you are a supply chain guru. So let me start by asking you a simple question. The traditional purchase manager of the corporate world is now a C-suite executive as a chief supply chain officer. What has happened uh, in terms of the role of the purchase manager into the C-suite executive? Uh, uh, see, uh, um, if I take you a little bit backward, mm -hmm. uh, uh, so um, uh, I'll share one one uh, story from uh, Mahabharat mm -hmm. and uh, then uh, and, and I have derived my own conclusion out of yeah. this. So when uh, the when the when both parties felt uh, Kauravs and Pandavas both both felt that uh, now war is inevitable, mm -hmm. so the first action they took was uh, procurement. So mm -hmm. they looked into that uh, supply chain and procurement is intact or not. Right. And with the, with the, with the intention of uh, uh, doing procurement, Drijodhan uh, uh, and Arjun, both of them, they went to Krishna. Okay. So the objective was uh, Duryodhan wanted to buy material mm. that is the mighty uh, uh, army of Krishna mm -hmm. and uh, then uh, uh, Arjun went with the intention of buying the services mm -hmm. like his uh, mentorship his advice and his consultancy mm. so that is my my I would say my conclusion yes. so from, yeah. from from there mm. if you see uh, today uh, where we are, uh, in, in the beginning, I would say the, the biggest change came into uh, procurement and supply chain was uh, during World War II when uh, they started looking into the supplies of the material to, mm -hmm. to the soldiers at the border. 
from there, I think for for a very long time, it was uh, the the responsibility of procurement was only ensuring the material is uh, delivered on the site on time. Mm-hmm. But then uh, I think the the biggest change has happened in last uh, a decade or so, when uh, the the responsibility of uh, the supply chain procurement person has moved from uh, uh, I would say only managing some supplies. His responsibility came into a, like a managing three aspects of supply chain procurement, which mm-hmm. is a, a price risk management, then supply risk management, and then cost. quality risk management okay so when i when i speak about price risk management it is uh, like a strategic sourcing commodity sourcing and then e sourcing uh, looking into total cost of ownership right then clean sheet costings uh, and then uh, e sourcing also came into picture where you do all the uh, uh, modern style of negotiation through mm-hmm. ariba and other erp systems like connecting a lot of different supplier at a one level and uh, uh, so so if you move into from there to uh, supply risk management so supply risk management was the responsibility is basically looking into uh, uh, the uh, risk in the supply of that particular category mm-hmm. and then looking into whether we are doing a, a right type of a, a planning which is a demand planning or a material or a production planning and that is the time when this snop came into picture uh then uh, later on i think i would say a uh, most important part which is like in last i would say 3 to 4 4 years uh, uh sustainable sourcing so if you if you today if you go to the linkedin mm-hmm. uh, you will see uh, maybe uh, i can give you example of fmcg mm-hmm. the top 10 fmcg they are proudly showing their esg numbers and that uh, uh, that what they are doing on that and then uh, they are also uh, like uh, committing around a billion each each of these companies committing a billion dollar from mm-hmm. i would say uh, next 5 to 10 years so mm-hmm. that is a type of commitment they are showing and then this is like uh, when when you are talking about sustainable sourcing it is like a farm to fork mm-hmm. the supply chain should be very clean you are working with farmers to improve their productivity you are working uh, on a reduction of water consumption reduction mm-hmm. of carbon uh, emissions and then you are also from a social perspective you are working with the uh, uh, child labor or maybe with women empowerments and uh, and then governance also play a very important part mm-hmm. and the the third i would say aspect is a quality risk management where you you are talking about uh, supplier uh, risk assurance and then you are also talking to uh, the uh, uh, your internal stakeholder why this specification how much this specification is required what mm-hmm. customer want and uh, see uh, putting into all these things if you see earlier uh, the uh, supply chain procurement person the responsibility was very small mm. now now the responsibility has become very big mm. and a uh, person a procurement person has to invest equal amount of time mm. in in each and everything it is not only your only negotiating the prices mm. you are negotiating you are also ensuring supply but these aspects also added into into the uh, very interesting very interesting so move, moving on uh, you know uh, i want to just check with you you know that given that you are in in a, in the pharma industry where you know that it's it's a it's an industry which is procuring from all over the world you are depending on a lot of raw material supplies in the last 18 months of the pandemic how has uh, the pandemic impacted supply chains and what are you doing about it yeah okay see uh, 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 i think pandemic uh, it, it has see if i take a case of supply chain see the challenges were same 
before pandemic and now within the pandemic only thing is uh, the degree of challenge has increased a lot Mm. uh because uh, suddenly there is a lockdown suddenly there is a uh, uh, and there are some border tensions and Correct. you are not getting material uh from suppliers and the other thing is if you have already manufactured the material then you are not able to uh, uh, deliver it outside mm. uh because then there is a lockdown uh so but one of the thing i have seen which is uh, like if you if you see the importance the due credit uh, of supply chain procurement after so many years i i have 25 years plus experience experience in this field i think this is the time when the maximum uh, i would say uh, uh, people have realized the importance of uh, supply chain from right. like if you see from a prime minister modi to joe biden to to a ceo of a company mm. everyone is talking about supply chain procurement and i think this will be next 2 to 3 years it will be this will remain a focus uh, for everyone reskilling supply chain people putting lot of technology into uh, the, in this space because what has happened is suddenly there was a material was not available mm. and if someone is saying that they they had a, a risk free supply chain in this pandemic time mm. i think either this person is telling a lie to you mm. or this person has not done his risk assessment properly correct well uh, so otherwise if you see except the life science uh, industry rest mm. everyone so mm. i was reading one uh, uh, report uh, from these uh, big four mm-hmm. uh, that uh, 75% plus organizations they face negative impact of uh, this pandemic mm-hmm. because of supply chain mm-hmm. and uh, the only uh, i would say uh, the industry which which has a little bit less impact was life sciences which which includes pharmaceutical mm-hmm. uh, but what what we have done is a couple of things uh, even not not even for us it is for mm-hmm. everyone so a couple mm-hmm. of things which which was done one is uh, uh, the um uh, i- increasing your inventories at your site and earlier we were working on a like just in time concept vmi right. concept i think that needs to work in a different way cool. people have started working on uh, like a china plus policy mm. so uh, even though it will take lot of time to develop especially in case of pharmaceutical industry mm. it takes two to three year to develop alternate suppliers so it will take time but the the, the people have realized that mm. you have to be uh, like uh, what uh, like india is doing make in india Uh, so you you must have some local supplier and it is not with us it is almost with with each and every uh, company who is working on and then then we are also looking into like earlier people were not uh, interested in making lot of changes in their plans but now mm-hmm. uh, i think sites and customers everybody is accepting all these uh, changes like changing specification change in materials all those things are becoming very fast mm-hmm. one important aspect which is which, uh, like we are also doing is a supplier uh, relationship management mm-hmm. which is we call it srm because right. uh, for for our top 4 5 items we are really proactively talking to these uh, suppliers checking it with them whether they are doing fine or not fine mm-hmm. what is our like where we stand in their priority list and if if you take uh, in in my case uh, so in last 2 month i think i already had a 2 to 3 round of discussions mm-hmm. with the, uh, my suppliers of ppes nitrogen gas as well as uh, uh, like uh, gloves and mask mm. and all these whereas these are c class item i never spoke uh, with the uh, these supplier my from the perspective of the customer now you know and you spent time uh, in fmcg companies as well how have the e-commerce platforms that have pervaded the entire world how have they started to change the way a supply chain leader has to think see uh, um, if you see the traditional supply chain it was very simple mm. if you are a distributor 
So you uh, take material from your factory yeah. and uh, give it to the, the retailer. Mm. And the, how the demand will move, then there is an advertisement. And then there is a people who are coming to the retailer side and they are buying it. And then retailer and distributor is generating the demand. It was quite easy mm. and volatility was a little bit less. Uh, but now with the e-commerce coming in, it has, the landscape has really changed a lot. Mm. Um, uh, if you see, uh, uh, people are really, even the customers are expecting more. Uh, they are into very quick, uh, I would say, material should be delivered very quickly. And that's why uh, the lot of changes has happened in a supply chain. Like uh, online invoicing uh, mm. uh, has came into picture. And then a lot of warehouses, which is very close to the customer, where you can uh, really come and deliver those uh, uh, material quickly to these uh, mm. these people. So these type of changes have started coming. And the biggest thing which e-commerce brought into supply chain is the automation. Earlier, uh, I would say because of uh, the traditional way of doing supply chain was like the maximum thing which has happened in supply chain procurement was SNOP. Mm -hmm. And after that, see, first, uh, I would say first ERP system came, SAP and all these things came into picture and there was a lull for 10 years and then suddenly SNOP came and there was a game. But mm -hmm. now if you see last four or five years, uh, everything has changed mm. so people are looking into because see in in a, in a in e-commerce platform uh, you get wide variety so i can if i am a buyer i from through system i can go to your store i can check your store how many things are lying whereas in case of retailer there are limited number of uh, shelf and limited space and he, uh, that person cannot show a lot of things mm. uh, so so that has really changed that is really put up uh, supply chain procurement professional uh, into a lot of pressure yeah, uh, mm. like how we can automize uh, uh, in a traditional supply chain, how we can automize things, how we can bring more efficiency into the system. Very interesting. So these are the some things which is really, I would say, it's yeah, a, a positive pressure. Correct. Uh, so you know that, that this is an interesting uh, response because it takes me to my next question, which is on technology. You know, mm -hmm. how is technology changing supply chains, and what do you think is the role? of uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, robotics, drones uh, in the supply chain that you are handling? You see, this is uh, like very interesting field. In last one year, a lot of things has happened. Earlier, it was uh, like company like uh, the typical, typical manufacturing company. It was like, uh, okay, these new, new gadgets and new things are for all the startups and all. But uh, uh, suddenly now uh, people uh, started thinking that these are the things where we can really bring efficiencies. Mm -hmm. So if I, I'll give you a couple of very quick example, like oh. two, three things. Uh, if, if I take a case of uh, artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. So it is, as you know, it is for any manual repeat work. Yeah. So artificial intelligence can be used over there. So if yeah. I take a case of uh, uh, like a predictive uh, demand planning, this is the place where you can use artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. And it will automatically give you all the information and it will provide all the information to plant. Mm -hmm. The second is in a procurement uh, like PR to PO. So, so what we call is a, as a strategic sourcing versus, versus tactical sourcing where you don't need much. Uh, its amount is also less. You have to do it by it one time. So you take a quotation, look into a little bit of a comparison and put it into PR. Uh, right. PR and, so these things, a lot of organization has streamlined. Mm -hmm. You don't need anyone. So you go and system enter and there is a catalog uh, in the system already feeded in by the by the, either by the supplier mm -hmm. or by the buyer and the user will go click and buy. Mm -hmm. Second, uh, I would say uh, 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 the other thing is on um, uh, machine learning and all. 
So here also, again, in the plant, if there is a manual work, like you are picking box and putting it out somewhere else, robotic and all these type of things. So that has also came into picture. A lot of people at, at the end of the supply chain, which is like a packing and delivering, there a lot of people are now started using uh, robotic. Uh, where uh, uh, you pick up box and put it in the truck, calculate, everything will be done automatically. Mm. Uh, 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 so uh, blockchain is also blockchain is used right. in in uh, like in our organization also it is very very quick from uh, uh, supplier to payment mm. it's so quick if one stage is okay it will automatically move to second stage yeah. third stage, stage and uh, suddenly the payment will happen online to the system the right. one interesting thing is in drone drone even though has not played much role in a normal supply chain but if i give you a, a very interesting example of the agriculture Right. So, uh, uh, agriculture, uh, see, when you have a very big feed and uh, uh, then uh, everything is controlled because of all the sustainability and everything. So, what drone will do, mm. drone takes a very, very sharp image of the leaf of that particular plant. Mm. And if there is a potential disease which is going to happen in one or two days, the, the image is so sharp. Uh, it was really fascinating. I mm -hmm. myself has seen uh, and immediately you are able to make out that after three or four days, this disease is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then they will calculate and they will give you, provide you all the information, which is like uh, uh, how much time uh, it is take, how mix, mixing of different chemicals uh, should be required. Mm -hmm. So these are the things which is really coming into play into, uh, I would say, in, in supply chain. Okay. Very fascinating. So one more question on supply chain and then I'll move to the next segment. What is the role the government needs to play to improve supply chain efficiency? See, the government is doing a lot. Hmm. See, one is if you see the road network, yeah, right. uh, then uh, flyovers, rail, even GST, all the these things. One. You see, oxygen from yeah, GST the biggest uh, example. Uh, see, from from east to uh, here. It is directly uh, uh, like the way it is happening. Mm. Uh, and, and GST it is a really improved a lot. Mm. Uh, if it is a long term for my, in, in my case, I am buying a material from Hyderabad to in my site in UP. Mm. That The time has reduced a lot. And uh, the, the impact is of the road plus GST. Mm. Because once you have, you don't need to stop anywhere. And then it, on the way, there are some blocks where these guys, uh, drivers change and then material got delivered uh, into mm. the site. Mm. These type of things government has really done a lot and then online uh, uh, like we, we are able to do everything whether it's a tax and all those things customs everything is online. Mm. So that has also reduced a lot. But couple of things which I think government should look into one is uh, maybe the incentives which are given to start an industry. So mm. that should be very quick. It takes it takes time. Uh, still right. now it, it takes some time. Right. The other one is uh, maybe putting up some industry park, like uh, for pharmaceutical, I was looking, I personally visited this park in uh, Himachal, which is a mm -hmm. potential place. Uh, uh, so there, I think uh, uh, when you are uh, locating an industrial park and that park should be a plug and play, mm -hmm. it should not be like uh, you are putting, going there and you don't have roads, you don't have facilities. I Correct. think these are the things which, which government can do. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the other, other things I think uh, is uh, putting more on uh, support to the export. Mm. Uh, uh, and supporting some of the startups who are investing a lot of money into uh, uh, like uh, technology and all. So right. these are the couple of things which, right. which, uh, which nice. should do, but otherwise it's doing a lot. Doing I'm a sure. Lot. Yes, yes, of course. So I'm going to now move to the last segment of our conversation, which are a few questions for you personally. Uh, and I have time for two, maybe three questions. Mm -hmm. My first question to you, Tisha, is that for support of person who's had such a successful career so far and who's got so much more to look forward to 
from where you stand today what does success mean to tishay see for for me uh, i think uh, uh, the success is what what you are doing whatever you are doing if you are enjoying that particular thing that is a success success for you mm-hmm. if you start comparing with others then i think the success meaning will change a lot correct uh, see for, for me i i personally i my generally the way i work is uh, uh, everything should be by design but mm. not by chance mm. so i design few things that i wanted to work this 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 and i'll finish it off and then i'm not expecting what what the result will be i think things move uh, on its own own pace sure. that is what i feel i'm i'm not drawing any definition from no, success no 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 i'm with you i'm entirely with you and my follow up question from that is that uh, who or what inspires you to do so many different things in the uh, the the inspiration generally i drive inspiration from uh, like uh, people uh, who are i would say very intelligent but provide a very simple solution uh, that is that is one of the thing which which uh, really uh, inspire me a lot people who have really done a lot of hard work they have grown from a, a very humble background to such senior mm. senior positions so the, the way they have moved so i generally i read all those uh, stories and if i if i meet someone then i will try to ask Uh, what they have done, and that those are the things which inspire me me a lot. So these uh, these couple of things, I I I try uh, some inspiration. Fascinating. And my last question to you, and this is for the thousands of people who will listen to our conversation. What would your advice be to a young individual who is starting off her or his career in the corporate world? see uh, i would say two two advice hmm. see one is uh, both are little bit related hmm. see one is wherever you are joining uh, at least spend minimum 3 years hmm. in that particular organization don't go for money and salary and anything because it's very important hmm. uh, see you should get all these organization because of uh, the culture and everything i'm just looking into a, like a mid size or bigger organizations where so in these type of organizations i think there is a culture there is a process you should because you are very new you should pick up those culture and practices first instead mm-hmm. of just looking into uh, the the other other what other people are doing so that is what one and uh, the related one would be have patience okay so uh, don't think that i am i am in this word i am uh, see sometimes i have seen uh, uh, nowadays kids are slightly different they for me now i wanted to contribute after so much of uh, experience mm. but people i think at a young age they wanted to make a impact mm. uh, uh, to the system they want to change the world i think these these are uh, my personal feeling is these are wrong notions first understand it things will fall in place mm. things will fall fall in place and don't compare yourself with other have patience learn things go step by step things otherwise uh, uh, it it will be unsatisfactory journeys enjoy each and every step very interesting very interesting tishay thank you so much it's been such a pleasure speaking to you thank you for taking me down this amazing journey of supply chains in the pharma world um, i've learned a lot of new things from you today thank you again and good luck thank you thank you very much thank you for listening to the brand called you video cast and podcast a platform that brings you knowledge experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals you can also follow us on youtube facebook instagram and twitter just search for the brand called you